Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just for a few minutes on New Year's Eve Sunday, uh, we're just thankful that we can just spend the last day of the year in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So in Ephesians 6, 12, here's what it says. So we're doing this series. The reason we're all dressed in camouflage, or for those of you that were obedient, um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> we're, we're dressed in camouflage. <laughs> We're dressed in camouflage because we're going through a series on spiritual warfare. So to get everybody in the mood uh, for the next several weeks, we're dressing in some form of camouflage. I mean, even if you just want to wear dog tags, we just want to make sure that we keep in mind that we are at war. Amen? I mean, whether you're wearing camouflage or not, or whether you think you're in war or not, we are in war. John 10.10 says, the thief comes but to steal kill and destroy so this is warfare the devil was taking no prisoners he's trying to destroy our marriages he's trying to destroy our families he's trying to destroy our finances destroy our health destroy our employment amen destroy our households our communities the devil is at work because that's what he does peter describes him as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour right so he's always on the assault He's not taking time off. He's not celebrating holidays. He's not sleeping nor slumbering. He is after us because he wants to take us out. If nothing else, at the minimum, he wants to compromise our testimony so that it renders us ineffective. He wants to rob us of our spiritual efficacy, our, our, our credibility, so that we can't witness effectively for him. So that's the minimum that he's trying to do. And if he can just neutralize us in that area, that's a small victory, right? So we want to just always be on our guard. I love this verse. I put it in my notes. Did everybody get a copy of the notes? Hopefully if you did, if you're not, just raise your hand. One of the others will help you. I love this verse. It's, it's, it's not in your notes, but it's in mine because I just added this yesterday. 2 Peter 2.9 says this, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations. Amen. So it kind of coincides with 1 Corinthians 10, 13 about that he never puts more on us than we can bear. And with whatever we're going through, you guys need to know, if you don't take anything else away from this little short sermonette this morning for the end of the year, the beginning of the new year, just know that whatever you're going through, God brought you to this. And therefore, God will bring you through it. And he will never bring you into something, Elrod. He'll never bring you into something that's more than you can handle. Amen. God is not sadistic. He's not mean and cruel. He doesn't want to see us squirm or make us say uncle like the poor kid on Christmas story. He doesn't try. He's not trying to do that. What he's trying to do is develop us, nurture us, Help us mature, help us get stronger, help us get better, help us become more Christ-like. So everything that comes to us is designed to make us better, to make us stronger, to make us wiser. There's a purpose, there's an intent. It's not done arbitrary, right? Things don't just come to us because God can do it. These are not just random acts of, of attack and assault. They're designed to build us, to mold us, to make us. Amen? So just a couple real quick scriptures, and I'll let you go. That, that sort of underscores that point. Uh, in Ephesians 6.12, it says this, the New American Standard. 
uh, says essentially the same as the King James on this. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness. The King James Version says in high places and heavenly places. First Peter tells us, I, I alluded to this earlier, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour, according to the KJV. And he's always working to destroy us. That's why Paul was so right under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit when he says, hey, we, Satan, so that Satan will not outsmart us. He says in 2 Timothy, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 2.11, he says, we are not ignorant of his devices. So when there's a military campaign, one of the first things that a good army will do, a good militia will do, even if it's just something like a bunch of terrorists, they always provide and do some sort of intelligence gathering. There's always some sort of reconnaissance that takes place. I was reading about the attack in Israel on October 7th and that there was information that was out there prior to the attack. Hamas had done their work. The Israelis had done their work. And so there was known information available. This was not a totally surprise attack, certainly not on the part of the attackers. People planned this. This didn't just, it wasn't a spontaneous uh, you know, eruption of violence. There was intelligence gathering. There was a plan. So the Bible tells us, listen, don't be ignorant. You need to have a plan. You need to have a way that you're going to battle. You need to be in a mindset that I am not going to let the enemy destroy me. We win, so we might as well start acting like victors now. We need to start acting like we are overcomers now. We need to start acting like we have won the battle now. Don't live in a state of defeat, a state of oppression, depression. We are not losers. We are not. And I know it almost sounds like a cliche when we say we're not the tail, we're the head. But we are. We are victorious. We are triumphant. Amen? And I think our attitude needs to reflect that. We don't need to walk around with a defeatist. By the way, that's the reason I really refer, when we do testimonies, that's why I refer to them, and I got this from my mother years ago, that we refer to them as praise reports. Because we're telling, we're not giving the devil any glory. We're giving God the glory. We're telling the good things that the Lord has done. That's positive. That's reaffirming. That is uplifting. I want to know what God is doing in your life because that encourages me and it makes me believe that God can do it in my life. Amen? Amen. So I love this verse here in John 8, 44 that says, this is regarding Jesus and his ability to help us. It says that he gives us the uh, definition of who the devil is, actually. He says that he's the father of lies. He's a liar and he's the father of lies. Amen. The enemy will come to us and try to deceive us into thinking that we can't do this. I heard some of your testimonies. I know 2023 has been a tough year for many of us. We've lost some loved ones, right? We've had some setbacks. Some of us have lost our jobs. 
Some of us have lost income. Some of us have lost our health. We've been struggling. There's been some attacks, some assaults on us spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally. But we are still standing. We're still standing. Regardless of what we've been through, even those that are online, those that may not be in the building or online, we are still standing because God has brought us through. And that is something that we can be thankful for. And, and listen, one of the things that I've said, one of the things that I've said prior to this in this in this series about spiritual warfare is that when we talked about David and his fight against Goliath, we said that it was an unfair fight. And unfortunately, the meme that has developed today in our current society is that David was the underdog and that it was just an unfair fight and that David is always going to be the odds on loser. And I've sort of recorrected that that philosophy, that, that whole theology about David. David was never the underdog. The reason it wasn't a fair fight is that Goliath never stood a chance. Poor guy had never a chance when he stepped out in the valley. He was a loser. It was over. Whether it was by the hands of David or somebody else, God had a man that was going to step up and do his bidding. Amen. It was the battle was done. It was an unfair fight because Goliath wasn't fighting against David. Goliath was fighting against God. It was an unfair fight because David didn't get the victory. God got the victory. It was an unfair fight because it was an assault on the integrity of the Lord of Israel, God of the universe. He was the one that was being brought into question, and that's why he won. Amen. Remember, it was, it was King Jehoshaphat that said over in 2 Chronicles 20, he said, Lord, will you not help us? Because they're coming against you. They're disrespecting your name. This is an assault and a disrespect to the kingdom of God. Will you not defend the honor of your name? And that's when we know the Lord gave them an amazing victory. No blood was shed on the part of the people of God. And the victory was complete. The enemy actually annihilated one another. That's how things work out for those that believe. You trust the Lord. You need to know that the fight is not against you. The enemy is really coming against the name of the Lord. And he is a strong tower and no one will stand against him. He, the enemy will always lose. So what we do is we take our past victories. This is what David did. He said, hey, listen, God gave me victory over a lion. He gave me victory over a bear. I know he will give me victory over this uncircumcised Philistine who causes himself to disrespect our God. You think back, you think back to 2023 of your victories. You think back to 2022 of your victories. You think back to 1967 of you're old enough. You think back to 1995. Go where you need to go, where you were victorious, where God showed himself strong on your behalf, and you use that as a stepping stone. You use that as a means of going forward. If God did it then, he will do it now. Mm. Mm. Satan is called the accuser of the brethren because he's always trying to make us feel like we are unworthy. He's always trying to make us feel inferior. He always wants to take us out of our position of strength and make us feel that we can't win. But we can win this battle. Don't look beyond today. 
Lord, give us this day our daily bread. This is the day that the Lord has made. We'll rejoice and be glad today. When you start thinking ahead, you lose focus. Let's just say, Lord, get me through today. I'm not worried about what else is going to happen in 2024. I'm worried about getting through today. Like these knuckleheads on amateur night will be driving around night. I hope y'all go home and stay home. <laughs> stay home because there's a lot of knuckleheads driving around drunk, high, inebriated, out of their minds on New Year's Eve. Lord, protect me this day. <laughs> Amen. So in closing, I, I love this in as Revelation 12, 9. That's what I just referred to. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. The enemy is cast down. The enemy has been defanged. Don't believe all the misconceptions that you see on TV in Hollywood about the devil. Don't think that he's going to manifest himself clear and plain because the Bible says that he is an angel of light in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. Get rid of the whole concept of horns and tails. Get rid, I mean, he was the most beautiful angel there was. He, he, he does, he, the Bible tells us that he's not equal with God. So whenever we're in warfare, this is not a fair fight because God is the, vict the victor and he gives us victory. Amen? The devil was not equal to God. This is not a fight between so-called good and evil. It is God demanding, demanding victory through us. This is an already done deal. Satan cannot do whatever he pleases. These are some of the myths I want to dispel. Satan does not rule over um, he's not ruling over hell. He's not in hell. He's roaming the earth trying to steal, kill, and destroy. He's like a roaring lion. The devil is not omnipresent, and he's not omnipotent, okay? He doesn't know everything. He can't be everywhere, and, 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 I, and I'm sorry. I know the old saying is out there by Flip Wilson, the devil made me do it, but the devil doesn't make us do it. Okay, he doesn't have total power where he can make us do anything. He's not omnipotent. He can't read our minds. The Bible gives us the ability that he says that if we have this mind in us that was in Christ Jesus, tells us that's the mind that we're to have in us. Greater is he, John 4, 4, greater, first John 4, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, right? He tells us that I can do all things in Philippians. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So we, we have these verses that, that should fortify our faith. I'm closing. Fortify our faith. Give us strength. Give us encouragement. Give us the mindset that we can be victorious, that we are victorious. We just have to live it out. You know, I used the example of during World War II, there was a, the end, when the end of the war came, there were some men that were out on the front uh, over over in Eastern Europe, and they hadn't gotten the message yet because the treaty had been signed, a peace agreement had been established, and the war was over, and there was a ceasefire agreement, and the troops were being called in. But it took a while. They didn't have cell phones. They didn't have the Internet. They couldn't have been tweeted or X'd or communicated. So some of the guys at the front didn't know that the war was over, and they were still fighting. So it took a while for the message, but the war was won. The war was over, 
It's just that some of the people hadn't gotten the message yet. That's kind of how it is with us. Some of us, the, the, the war has been won. The enemy has been subdued. Yes, Satan is still out there, but he is finished. He's on borrowed time. This is all smoke and mirrors for him. He doesn't have any victory in sight. Some of us haven't gotten the message or haven't believed the message. As Isaiah said, who have believed our report? We haven't believed the message yet that the Lord has been victorious already and that we are over, overcomers, right? We have the victory. So we need to make sure that we believe the message that, Lord, what you said, I believe your word. You said it. I believe it. That settles it. I'm going to live in that reality that I am victorious, that I'm not going to be just beaten up, overwhelmed, discouraged by the enemy. Amen? Amen. So uh, my Monday morning moment is actually from John 16 again, and that's when Jesus said, I have told you this, that you might have peace in me. I love that. Here on earth, in the meantime, I'll, I'll just paraphrase. I'll just paraphrase what I, think, what I think this could mean. Jesus said, I'm telling you this so that you can have peace in me. What kind of peace, Pastor Will? The peace that passes understanding. A peace that the world can't give. A peace that we can't find in government. A peace that we can't find in wealth. A peace that we can't find in popularity and fame. A peace that we can't even find in youth and strength and health. A peace that's not in the world, period. But this is a peace of God. Not the peace of the world, but a peace that I give, he says. Only the, only the peace of God can give us that contentment, that satisfaction, that confidence. Amen? That confidence that we're going to be all right. The bill collectors can call. The landlord can rant and rage. The employer can threaten us with pink slips. Our spouse can threaten to walk out the door. Our kids can clown. Our neighbors can clown at 3 in the morning and act up. But God has given us a peace that says it's going to be all right. This is just a false flag attack. There's no teeth in this lion. There's no bite to this bark. We are victorious. Amen? Amen. Here on earth, the Lord says, you will, we will have trials and we will have sorrows. We buried some loved ones this year, but they have gone on to be with the Lord. Isn't that right, Sister Mary Favors? They have gone on to be with the Lord. They're in a better place. They wouldn't trade places with us. Amen? When the Lord takes me home, don't pray for me to come back. I ain't trying to come back. <laughs> Amen. I believe that it's going to be a much better place than this, right? No wars or rumors of wars. No sickness and no sorrow. No tears. And no, no death. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what we're doing this for. That's what keeps us going. When we keep thinking about this is the reward. This is what we have in store for us. I have not seen, here have not heard what the Lord has in store for us. But we know that he is going to bless us. We know it's better than this by light years. Amen. And this verse finally concludes with this. He says, but take heart. 
Take heart, because I have overcome the world. Translate it, be encouraged, because since the Lord has overcome the world, we will overcome the world. Amen? We will overcome the world. Last sermon of 2023, be encouraged. Know that we win, that we are victorious, that whatever the devil, he can throw his best shot at us. At us. We may bend, but we will not break. We will be like a tree planted by the water. The winds may come. We may shake. We may bend, but we will not break because we have his spirit in us. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. That word power in the Greek, dunamis, dynamite, un just power under control. We have that living in us, the rivers of life living in us, the victory of Christ living in us, the same power that raised Jesus from the grave on day number three that resides in every believer. You ain't got a preacher. You ain't got to be a preacher or a priest or a prophet or a miracle worker. All you have to do is know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, as your Lord, as your soon-coming King. You know Him. And this power resides in you through the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Lord, we just thank you for this year. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this month. We ask you, Lord, that as we leave this place today, as we go to our homes, as we return to our jobs, as we return to school or work or whatever the week may bring to us, we ask, Lord, that you be glorified and your people be edified, not just in this building, but that you be glorified in our lives, where we go, what we do, what we say, what we see, Lord, that you might be glorified in all that we are, that we might reflect you as ambassadors for Christ. May our light shine, that the world might see our good works, but glorify you, our Father who is in heaven. We ask, Lord, that you be glorified. May our life be a walking testimony about how great you are, how good you are, how merciful you are, how kind you are, how long-suffering you are. Great, great, great is thy faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you.